Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. The give goes to the fullback, Ricard, shouldered right at the first down marker. It will depend upon the spot. He looks short. He flings it far side, quick slant, and it's oh. ripped away and picked off. It was in the hands of Deshaun Jackson, and Denzel Ward rips it free. An interception at the 10-yard line. It's Cleveland ball. There's so many plays out in this game that could change the whole outside of the game. Um, but those are some key points for sure. Uh, obviously, disappointing loss, tough, uh, tough loss for us. Did not play well. Uh, got to put up more points, bottom line. Uh, got to do things better in terms of uh, moving the ball through the air, making plays in the red zone, uh, not turning the ball over. Those are all things that will cost you a game in December, and that's what happened. Here are the highlights courtesy of Westwood One's coverage. It could be heard, uh, well, not here on 1057 The Fan because we can't play Ravens games, but usually we can play Westwood One coverage here on The Fan. Uh, also, Tyler Huntley and John Harbaugh after the game. And if you would have told me beforehand the Ravens gave up 13 points, I would have said, okay, they got a W in Cleveland. But instead, the Ravens only scored three. They lose 13-3. to three. And honestly, this was quite the hate watch for me oh, Saturday night. Brutal. I-, I would assume it was the same for you, Jason. Yeah, it was um it was an unsightly football game. Um this is how you trip up and cost yourself division titles and force yourself to go on the road from the giddy up and face tougher teams and get in a a battle for seeding at the bottom of the expanded AFC playoff uh scene instead of the top. And to do it at a time when the Bengals continue to ascend and they found a way to win a game in which they we're down what seventeen to three, and it might have been seventeen nothing. Seventeen nothing, and they come back and score thirty four in a row. And Tampa doesn't do anything till garbage time. That they when you know, and that was given to outscore thirty one six in the second half. Like, yeah, it wasn't good enough defensively. Thirteen points or not, there were mistakes made on defense. The Justin Houston face mask, one of the pivotal moments of the game. <laughs> Um, some opportunities to maybe make a play on the ball that they didn't do. They got beat up bad on first down, 
and they didn't uh, create turnovers, right? And that's sort of their hallmark. That's their calling card. Well, they didn't create turnovers. The Ravens did turn it over a bunch. Um, and I thought they'd get to 16 points in large part because I thought the the kicker would kick four field goals. Well, they took one off his foot early in the game when they yeah. chose not to kick a field goal. He missed one, which is totally out of character, and had one blocked, which is even more out of character. So, yeah, it took a collective meltdown to let a very pedestrian Browns team beat them fairly solidly in terms of the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was mis- this was the team that went around getting double-digit leads on everybody. You know, there they, would be they, no double they, digit yeah, lead they, here. Yeah, they they lost by double digits. They didn't, yeah, didn't even put up double digit points. Didn't put up a touchdown despite rushing for 198 yards. And when you have a missed field goal, block field goal, turnover on downs, and interception in the red zone, and then a fumble and two more turnover on downs, you aren't going to win a football game. And and the offense over the last five games, they have one touchdown in the first three quarters. One touchdown. In 15 quarters, first through third. Uh, this offense is broken, especially from a passing game oh, standpoint. passing game is the worst. I, I, I got to tell you guys, so I'm watching the Giants-Patriots, uh, Giants-Reds uh, Commanders last night. And the Giants are running out there what has to be, what, their fifth and sixth string wide receivers between the Gall- the Galladay disaster and yes. uh, the kid they drafted, uh, Tony, who they've traded, and, and, and uh, the kid got hurt again this year. So they got guys I've never heard of playing wide receiver. They look better than what the Ravens are putting out there week after week after week. And these are the fifth and sixth string guys against what is considered a good commander's defense. And that group... Who nobody's ever heard of. It looks like the guys was the Key and Peel do the high the college all star yes. game. I, it might might as well have been Hingle McCringleberry playing wide receiver for the Giants. He looked better than what the Redskins what the Ravens are throwing out there week after week. It's Bro, a, it's it's a joke. It's bad. It's a joke, but it's built this way. This is who they want to be. This is how they spend their money. This is what they believe in. And this is what you get, especially when You've kicked the can with your generational quarterback, and you've got him playing it out, and then he gets hurt in the pocket, not improvising, not running around, playing quarterback, and you find yourself in these situations. Um, And that's why, as much as we can say the defense did a lot of things well, the defense could have been better. And when all the eggs are in that side of the basket – you need a turnover. You need a splash yep. play. You need someone. You need Justin Houston to make that a sack, not a face mask. Correct. And when it's your backup quarterback, you need to take the points early when you have an opportunity to take points in the red zone. Agreed. Like, I'm all for being aggressive. Backup quarterback on the road. Take the damn points. Because you give them back all of the momentum. You force a three and out, and then you go on a very nice 10-play, 71-yard drive, and to not get anything there is devastating at that point. They put up three points, so they could have doubled their point total uh, if they didn't do that. But it's all of the mistakes. The Justin Houston face mask where they would have got off the field there. Browns ended up scoring a touchdown yep. on that drive. They and only touched on again. And they converted a couple of fourth downs where the Ravens didn't convert their three fourth downs. I mean, it was a collective bed crapping. And then you get Greg Roman getting away from the run where... There was one rush attempt in the fourth quarter. 
That was the second play of the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, he, they, when you're gashing them. When, when, when J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards have combined for 180 yards, they should have more than 20 carries. They just should. And you mentioned the three, four downs. I just want to say this. If you're a an NFL wide receiver, and I don't I don't want to single him out, but I have to. James Prochet's got to catch that pass. It's a fourth down pass. It's a first down. You, you, you got to catch that pass. And, and, you're an NFL wide receiver. And He's I'll not go, an NFL wide but, receiver, but though. They're telling us he point. is. That's my point. They're te- if, you, if you want to be an NFL wide receiver, you got to catch that pass. He's there because the general manager won't cut him because he overdrafted him. No, he drafted in the sixth round. Get rid of him. He can't catch. But, I don't know but what that's, to tell you. This is who they are. That's the state of this passing game where in, in a critical game, critical moment, fourth down, you're going to James Look, Prochet. I know you guys like to give all the attaboys to Demarcus Robinson when he gets open for a five-yard out and catches the ball. And by Rayford standards, he's their number one receiver because he occasionally does catch balls between seven and 12 yards downfield. And when they hit him in the both hands, he, he, he more than, you know, more likely than not catches it. But there's nothing explosive about him. There's nothing no. special about him. He cannot separate unless he's, unless he's left wide open. He's a nothing burger. And then he puts it on the ground. Twice. He is very reckless with the I mean, football. I mean, this is, when you again... And your speed guy's 36 years old and doesn't want to get hit. And you run him in tight quarters yeah. with an, in an inside move. No, nah, it's stupid. And and I'll say this also. For me, volume in the run game is one thing. Dobbins is destroying them, and then Dobbins is not in on the field in the red zone. And mm. I'm not talking goal line. I'm not talking power. Like, I'm talking 18, 15. Why is he... Where was J.K. Dobbins in the slot once? Did you see him once? Your receivers suck. Put him in a slot and get a matchup. They got matchups on your boy Hamilton all day long, and they call first downs and eight yards and seven yards because he can't defend. But you keep him there. So why don't you try to do that on the opposite end? And why don't you try to do that with J.K. Dobbins in the red zone? Give it a shot. We have a angry, huge Monday show guest-wise. We'll talk to our buddy Mark Viviano, WJZ Channel 13 and 4, Jonah Schaefer covering the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun at 4.30, and film study with Bobby DePaul. Not one, but two segments at 5 o'clock. I can't wait to see what Bobby has to say. Now I'm looking forward to that, too. I think Bobby D. I'm curious what the film Lost has to say. Lost opportunity. Yeah. Hey, coming up next here on the program. No more chatter about the one seed here. We yeah. had fun with that last yeah. week. That was a good time. Coming up Will it next. be the six or the seven bone? We need to get the bone simulator. Uh, it's tomorrow. I'm going to out. I'm going to make an executive decision. I don't want to hear any more about Tyler Huntley being better than Lamar Jackson. But how bad was Huntley on Saturday? We'll tell you next here on the fan. Inside access on the fan. It's not just a radio show. This is your inside access to the facts that others ignore. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. He flings it far side, quick slant, and it's oh. ripped away and picked off. It was in the hands of Deshaun Jackson, and Denzel Ward rips it free. An interception at the 10 yard line. It's Cleveland Ball. Tyler Huntley, 17 for 30, 138 yards, and that interception. Not a lot of positives for Tyler Huntley. And I got to be honest, Jason, I didn't love this call from the jump because I don't think even if Deshaun Jackson catches that ball, he's not getting the first down. Nope. And you're so you're kicking a field goal, which like I, it just it, it's a call that doesn't make sense. And then you throw the pick and part of that's on Jackson because he didn't run through the ball because you don't want to get hit. But I just hate the call, period. Uh, but Tyler Huntley, not a great night. No. 
Um, he never really seemed to have the sort of awareness. Um, you think of him as being like, you know, cool, calm, and collected. He seemed hyper. He seemed unaware of down and distance. He self-sacked himself a few times, not throwing the ball away. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because we keep it real around here. Yeah. And I say the quiet part out loud. He looked like someone who was concussed a week ago. That's what he looked like to me. He looked like someone who was playing in a fog, who was not really himself. I don't who, think that's that's a little dangerous who, to speculate that. Speculate what? You you got mad at me for speculating about doctors and he clinics. had a he was put in a concussion he said, protocol. He said he never had a concussion. I'm telling you, he what said he I never saw. had one. He doesn't know that. But you're not a doctor. Was he in the concussion protocol? He wasn't. He got cleared. Okay. And he said he didn't think he ever had one. Well, he got hit in the head. Yeah. We know that the more shots you take to the head, and the more you're hit, and the more you're jostled. I thought he looked problems like problems arise. I thought he looked like a guy didn't, that that just seemed confused all night and didn't look and, and quite frankly looked like a backup quarterback. That's what he looked like to me. Well, I'm going to finish my thought. Yeah, which is kind, of, but but just I just want to state for the record, you got all no, over it's me the exact about opposite of you, and it's still just as dangerous. No, it's not if, dangerous. If you're going to call what I did dangerous. You're not you a compared doctor. a brain to a you're knee. Not, you're not a doctor. Who are you to say he looked like a guy who had a concussion? That's dangerous to me. If you're going to get all over me for saying that I can speculate about him being cleared, I think it's rather dangerous to say he looked like a guy who looked concussed, especially when he got cleared from the protocol, and he said he never had a concussion. But you can go on. I just want to state that for the record. He looked to me like someone who did not have his normal spatial awareness. He looked like someone who had difficulty doing things like just throwing a ball out of bounds. He looked like someone who I saw get pulled from a game seven days ago and put in concussion protocol and not allowed to practice for most of the week. That's what it looked like to me. Mm. I had not seen him be that off, be that sort of unaware, and for everything to look too big for him, even completing basic passes or knowing when to throw the ball away. So... I'm going to say that, yes, when someone misses time due to concussion protocol and when everyone saw him take a blow to the head, that I have concerns about what that looks like and how that player is going to be able to execute when he comes back in. And whether that's part of it or not, this was arguably the worst he's ever looked on an NFL football field regular season or preseason. And I don't think it's because he was scared to play the big bad Browns because he played them last year and nearly pulled off a hell of a second half comeback. I don't want to speculate that, although I've said numerous times, I I, I hope this offseason sometime soon they rule out the player for the following week if they suffer a concussion. But what I saw on the football field, he looked rattled. He never looked like himself. You, you could maybe say the Steelers game the season finale I mean that was a brutal performance he had two interceptions a couple of fumbles there some in the red zone but but I feel like he was under fire in that one in a way that he was like yeah I don't think he was under constant duress like Ronnie Stanley played this game Mm -hmm. I I don't you know Garrett got his late in the game but it's not like they came out and had the Ravens off schedule. The, the most inexcusable parts, and you mentioned it, there were probably two of the sacks where he could have thrown the ball away and he didn't. 
I don't know if this is Greg Roman, Tyler Huntley, well, whoever. I, I well, can put some Greg Roman on sauce well, on this one, well, too. Well, hold on. I, I'm, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't mentioned. For, you're going to blame Greg Roman for him not knowing no, to throw the no, ball? No, no, no. no and I do think he knows to throw no, the ball. No, that, no, I didn't say that saying. particular. That's, I mean, the that, evening, the play calling was not great. No, yeah, it was not. But I'm going even further here, and we haven't mentioned it yet. If you get a delay of game out, out of a timeout, time out, that's a joke. I, I don't. And Huntley, he was in the huddle and he was asking the refs to reset the play clock. Bro, you just had a freaking timeout. I mean, how does that happen? But then this gets back to the receivers, right? What help does he have? Zero. Zero. And, and something that has been consistent in his game, and not even that the Ravens have that besides a 35 year old. He just doesn't push the ball downfield. No, he refuses I mean, you, to. You do not have to respect he, he, the deep ball. He stopped that a year ago. And Jason, I think we're, you'll be some sympathetical with me on this. I'm done saying Devin Duvernay is going to be something. Like I I'm know, done with all of them. Like, yeah. like it was walked, but wiped out by a penalty. But he dropped a touchdown pass. Like it wouldn't have counted because of offsetting penalties. But that's a ball he's got to catch. And, and not, you got to catch that ball. And not to mention two kickoffs he took out. In which he shouldn't. Yes, and yeah. he was tackled prior yep. to the twenty-five, I believe, prior to the mm-hmm. twenty for one of them. You're starting to see, and and I think part of it is he's pressing, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. He's made more mistakes over these past couple of weeks than, quite frankly, I I can remember where he wouldn't get the opportunities, of course, but. There weren't so many times where he can point multiple times and, in a game where, wow, Devin Duvernay messed and up. And wasn't this like the second time in three weeks where they've tried to run like a sprint draw and the ball yes. gets hit? Like, yep. like yes. you, yep. get your crap together, guys. Like, these are play. I, I assume they're practice during the week. You can't have that kind of stuff. Like, everything conspired Saturday night. Not to, but, but Tyler Huntley was bad. He was bad. He, and he looked like. He looked like a backup quarterback. Yes. Who hadn't practiced all week. But he did. He practiced limited Tuesday, practiced full Wednesday, practiced full Thursday. Okay. That's what this report said. Am I wrong? Well, I don't think they did a whole lot on Friday. Um, Tuesday, he was limited. Yeah, Tuesday. Do Do I think, did he get every rep last week? He got most of them. Okay, I'd be willing to bet he didn't get any first team reps Tuesday. Yeah, since he was still in the protocol. Yes, but Wednesday practice full, Thursday practice full. So, like, this is – he was bad. And quite frankly, we saw flashes last year of of some good. But they lost all those games in part because he couldn't make plays at the end. In part, the defense couldn't do anything. Like, he he ain't Lamar Jackson. No. Like, like these people – what do you call them, Jason? Truthers? No, the fringe. Lunatic fringe. The lunatic fringe (laughs) that wants to tell you that Tyler Huntley is better than Lamar Jackson. You you find something else. But Jason mentioned it. For the first time, for the first time, and you can even include the week 18 last year, the moment looked too big for him. Where you can go back to the Bears game last year, go to Denver with those two game winning drives. He just looked overwhelmed in that football game. A lot of bad in this football game, and we're going to get to all of it. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to take your calls 410583 But coming up next, it is a staple on Mondays. Two six-packs. First, our six-pack defensive observations. We give them next here on The Fan. Inside. Access. 
Six Pack is brought to you by Window Nation. Cut your energy bills up to 30% this winter. Call Window Nation today. Buy two windows, get two free with no interest payments until 2025. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 The Fan. It's our six-pack of defensive observations. And, Stoney, let's get started. Number six. Jason, we thought going into the game this weekend that the defense, the inside interior defensive line would feast against this Browns Whoa. line. And instead of feast, it was pretty much famine yes. uh, Saturday night. It didn't seem like these guys did much of anything in this football game. No, they did not. Um, weren't stout enough against the run. No real interior pressure except for Queen coming on a blitz. But, I mean, it was taking bringing six, you know, five or six guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Third string center, all that stuff. Didn't really didn't really come into play. Um, my six is you better get Kyle Hamilton out of the slot. You ain't fooling nobody. You get every, It was a pitch and catch on him the week before. People are telling me, oh, well, that's because Fryer moves so great and Sims is a bad matchup. Well, guess what? The other team's trying to. If they're going to get an 11 personnel and you want to put him in the slot, there's a pretty good chance they're going to put a receiver or somebody with some degree of twitch on him, and he can't handle it. And I'm personally not convinced he can handle the tight ends either. But another day, 6-7, a couple more first downs, eight yards of reception. The week before, it was worse. There was more volume against him the week before. You better, whether it's Stevens or whether it's Marlon, go ahead and blitz him from the slot. Go ahead and use him like an extra linebacker in in, in run coverage. He ain't he it ain't it ain't there. I'm not buying it. PFF, give him give him a one million percent grade for that one. We ain't watching the same game. Five. I'm guessing always hearing the footsteps. Is he showing up a little more? Yeah, he got a half a sack. But what planet am I on when a guy comes up for the first time and plays one snap? Yeah, I don't get that at all. Why is he up? What are we doing here? I only this noticed is the, What kind of a farce is this? I noticed him on teams for one he play. He played one snap on defense, and then Geno Stone, who had been playing pretty well, he gets relegated to two snaps on defense, and Kyle Hamilton plays 38. Make, make it make sense. No. Tell me. Make, f- figure it out for me. What are we doing? We talked all week. Okay, Jabo. Okay, looks like at the end of the week, Jabo's going to be up. All right, so he's going to have eight. Right, he's got an eight-play package, a ten-play. Don't tell me it was game flow or whatever. Yeah. Like, what was the plan? What are we doing here? The plan was the to margins be are able to slim. stand on the side to be able to one play. Yeah, it's stupid. I agree. Completely agree. My five are the injuries to Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters. How serious are they? I guess we'll find out when John Harbaugh meets with the media coming up in about an hour. But two veterans, I know Peters has struggled at times, but these two guys, if they're gone for a considerable period of time, I think that's huge to this defense. Number four. Number four, what has this defense done all year? It's created turnovers. No turnovers Saturday night. Like... I thought for sure they'd be able to get to Deshaun Watson, maybe a strip sack, maybe a pick. Like I don't think Deshaun Watson looked great, and I'll get to that coming up a little later. But they didn't turn that team over one time. And sometimes you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and they died. My 
we're one off. I'm, I got the injuries here. Like uh, there ain't there ain't much there to begin with. Um, my guy Matabike has pretty much. I don't know. Fairly invisible the last month. Mm-hmm. Jones ain't a thing. If Calais is out, you're in trouble. And then, as much as we banged on Peters, what's behind him? Nothing. And they keep playing Hamilton in the slot because they don't. I guess because they don't like anything else. But I don't know. Give me Seymour. Give me Stevens. Give me something else. But now, if you don't have Marcus on the outside too, um, it might not hurt you against Trubisky and Ritter, but it's going to hurt you. When Burrow comes up, and then it's going to hurt you, whoever you face after that. I got Jason in round one. Uh, injuries being higher, and Kyle Hamilton, man, it's back to back weeks, and it's disappointing because it really seemed like he was turning the corner there for a minute. In run, now, keep him in run support, and now he's regressing. And Peters is massive because we talked last week about Marlon Humphrey, and we've said for a while about him being at his best in the slot. They don't have any outside guys. So losing a Marcus Peters is, yeah, like you said, Desmond Ritter, maybe you can get away with that. Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett if he's back there. But that could be ugly if uh, he's out a significant amount of time. We are doing our six-pack of defensive observations, and let's continue. Number three. They got beat on first down, guys. Over eight yards of pass on first down. When the Browns, who really want to run the ball in early downs, right, because they're not taking the shots they were with Jacoby Brissett under center, right? They're now getting in pistol. They're getting in gun. It's a different quarterback. He's more mobile. If you let them run for 5.2 per run on first down, you're probably in trouble. Over 6.4 yards per play total on first downs. That's 24th in the NFL for the Week 15. Um that's probably a good way to keep that quarterback in manageable down and distances and to let them out-ugly you in an ugly game where one touchdown from either offense was going to be enough. Uh, my three is Nick Chubb eventually got his, the 99 yards. It, it took this, the whole game, but I thought they were going to be able to shut him down, and it, it seemed like he got a little better as the game went. 21 carries for 99 yards. It wasn't a monster game by any stretch, but much better than he's done of late against this defense. Number two. Number two is something I alluded to earlier. I didn't think Deshaun Watson was very good, though he did beat them with his legs a couple times to get first down, something that Brissett probably wouldn't nope. have been able to do. And that's on them for not having the proper contain there. I thought they'd have a spy on Watson, especially on the one long run, uh, the seven, the uh, seventeen yarder. They well, did they not. blitzed them on that one. Yeah. So there was <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. There was- he yeah. stepped right yep. up into the hole, yep. and there's five guys around him, and see you. Yeah, so uh, I, I didn't like there. I thought there could have been some plays to be made against him, and they didn't do it. But uh, yeah, it was another I think missed opportunity for this defense. Watson didn't do a whole lot, but I guess at, at the end of the day, he did enough. Yeah, my my two. Um, if you're not going to get turnovers, and more on that in a minute then you better not have drive-extending penalties. And to me, the Justin Houston face mask deserved its own designation here because instead of them punting from their own end zone, it then triggers what became a 90-minute clock-churning scoring drive. That was the difference in the game. And you got to be smarter than that. And look, the officials in this league suck. And the officials in this league really sucked in Week 15 across the board. But nobody's missing this one. Like, this wasn't like... A judgment call, this was obvious, and it was one of the key factors in them losing this football game. 
number one. If you're not going to get turnovers, you better get off the field on fourth down. They did neither. And again, 13 points. There's a lot of things they're doing well. They should do a lot of things well. All their assets are on that side of the ball. Um, but this is a guy who had thrown a pick in each of his first two games and looked like he was game to throw another one. Uh, not enough interior pressure to get to him. We thought that would be a factor in their favor. And 0 for 2 on fourth downs, you lose. My number one is something you just alluded to. They only give up 13 points. Now, some of that is because Cade York ain't very good. Yeah. But you give up 13 points, that should be enough to win a football game. There is a lot, there's a lot of meat on this defensive bone of things to talk about, bone. But they only give up 13 <laughs> points. Way to take down the ginger gorilla. And the Houston thing deserved it, it, its own category because that was the difference in the game. And when the Browns went up by 10, it might as well have Felt been 100. Like 30. Yeah. yeah, it might as well have been 100. And your threes were kind of simpatico, but when you have a struggling quarterback in Deshaun Watson and you can get in second and manageable, you can really – there's a lot of things you can do offensively there. So – Nick Chubb, Ravens have been good against him traditionally, and the Ravens' rush defense have been elite coming into that football game, giving up just 55 yards per game since Roquan's been here. They gave up 143. It's not going to get the job done. Jason, I want to get to something you you talked about, and that's the Hamilton in the slot and them force-feeding Hamilton in the slot. And and we may disagree on the fact that I I think there are things he does very well. This is not one of them. And the other team plays hard, too, and they're creating matchups that are not advantageous to Hamilton, yet the Ravens keep letting this happen. Yeah, you you got a little bit of Amari Cooper in this one. But again, that's what's – that's like – it, it reminds me a lot of Patrick Queen a year ago, where they're they're having him do too much because they want to justify the draft pick, and less is more. And this is now the second time this year where you can see a trend where they're 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 taking away time from a guy like Gino, who I don't think did anything to warrant being reduced to two snaps, mm. to show off their shiny new thing, who got exploited in coverage again, and I, I, like. We'll see next week. I, I I don't know. Atlanta doesn't have a whole lot going on, yeah. but no culpits. I'm not. I, I'm not surprised. I'll put it to you that way. I'm not surprised. But just keep you know keep telling me what a difference maker he is. Coming, and it's up, not on the kid. Yeah, it's on how they use him and 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 how arrogant they are about what they think they have versus what other teams seem to think they have. Coming up next, we're hearing from the people. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts on the Ravens. They take on Atlanta this Saturday, M&T Bank Stadium. They're no longer in first place in the division, though they do control their own destiny, oddly enough. But your thoughts on the Ravens. 410-583-1057. Inside Access. Baltimore's only 24-hour sports station. 1057. The Fan. Ravens lose 13-3 to on Saturday night. Did you guys see that somebody put flyers around the Ravens facility that said fire Greg Roman on them? Tyus Bowser put it on his That's Instagram. That's cool. Yeah, but I don't know how anybody got in to do it in the first place. Like, that place has security. How did somebody get in and put these out? And also, do you find it odd that Bowser posted that? I that just I just think rubbed me the wrong way to be honest. I think he posted it to say what the hell's wrong with people, but he didn't comment on it. He just posted it. So uh, it was a weird look. Yeah. For me. 
Anyhow, let's head out to the phone lines. 410-583-1057. We'll start with Ron and Owings. Wait a second. Let me do this, and let me do this, and let me do that. And now, Ron and Owings Mills, you're on the fan. Kenny, Jason, Tim, how are you? Hey there. Good. Happy holidays, Ron. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, so, yeah, I, why do we always have flawed coordinators? Why, in the 14 years here, with Gary Kubiak, I never had an issue. Uh, I never had an issue going in and run and pass. Everything made sense. I didn't have to worry. For four of the five coordinators we've had, I had to waste time with Cam. To, we had the question for two years on the air. Did, was it Cam or was it Joe? And we found out it was Cam. Cam was holding Joe back. Now, Joe had his flaws, but we could have found that out earlier. Uh, with all due respect, Mark Trestman and Marty Mordingweg had no business being yeah. hired. And Greg Roman is flawed. So four of the five coordinators are flawed. They have flaws. I refer you to the Titans playoff game where Greg Roman abandoned the run in the second half and John Harbaugh panicked when he didn't kick the field goal to make it 14-9 and then Derrick Henry went off. I refer you to the Bills game uh, in the playoffs when Greg Roman threw on first down and second down opening drive at the 25 when Dobbins was crushing it. Um, this is a flawed pattern. The passing game stinks. He's never had a good passing game. We're not going anywhere. Um, so I don't understand, Ken, how do we fix the flawed problems? Who's making these decisions? How are we going to figure out with Lamar to get him to the next level so he can graduate and win a <laughs> Give him some players. Yeah, well, that, that Ron, I appreciate the call. i got to get to other people, but I think that's part of it as well. I do feel like this Roman thing is going to run its, its run course. It's run its course, yeah. but, but you're not going to yeah. be able to blame him next year. Nope, you will not. And we'll see if they get any real players on that side of the ball. This is I'll say again, the Giants were picking guys off of uh, the street to play wide receiver against the Commanders last night. But let's be real. And they were better than what the Ravens were. the Giants scored one offensive touchdown. Like, that ain't the bar either. No, I, I hear they you. They won the game because their defense scored a touchdown. Well, Kevon Thibodeau's a stud, single-handedly. And didn't they didn't turn the ball over. No, they did not. Let's go out to Cody in Cockeysville. Cody, you're on the fan. Gentlemen, love the show as always. Thank you, hey, sir. JLC, the bone. Appreciate you guys. Um, always look, appreciate the bone, especially at the holidays. <laughs> it's the, uh, happy holidays to everybody. It's bone well, season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's bone season. Well, look, um, we talked about it before. Uh, I think we all know where the fan base stands as a whole. I'm not even going to touch the Greg Roman thing because I think it's been said acknowledging. But I will. I will. I am going to dive into what you have touched, Jason. And I, I want to give you a compliment. Even others on this radio, sh- not this show, but programming, have made other callers, you know, feel like they didn't know what they were talking about or we didn't know what we were seeing, kind of like what the Ravens do to the fans, like we don't know what we're watching. But anyway, there's a problem with how the team is built. And it's like it's, it's like a taboo thing to say around here. It's like we can't, we can't criticize Eric DeCosta. I'm like, look, man, this is what it is. Like, we went into the season with one real receiver. What yeah. more do you want me to say? How much can I buttercup this for you? Like this is what it is. Like you, and then and then they, you know, like this is a surprise. And this is how they built the team, man. They built the team like this, and the offensive line is built to run. They're not built to pass block. Another example: Tyrell bomb. I love him. He's a great player. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler. I'm just saying, guys. This is what they built. When are we going to start pointing the finger at the piece from the built it? Appreciate the call. Yeah. We were talking about this before the show. This was staggering to me. The Indianapolis Colts have three wide receivers with more receptions and more receiving yards than any Ravens wide receiver. <laughs> now, the Indianapolis Colts are about to fire their quarterback again to go to Foles. Mm-hmm. They fired Ryan to go to Ellinger to go back to Ryan. Now they're going to go to Foles. They've, they're broken. Mm-hmm. 
They fired their quarterback and brought a dude in from his couch in Atlanta who couldn't win high school football games. They have three wide receivers who have outproduced any Ravens wide receiver. Jason, what planet am I on? The Ravens haven't had a receiver score a touchdown since week three. Since oh, I'm aware. Three. I'm aware. It's and, embarrassing. And, and Devin Duvernay dropped a touchdown pass Saturday night. That would have been called back by penalty. And James Prochet can't catch anything. Let's go back out of the phone line. Other than four-yard outs when it's not fourth down. Mike and Rosedale, you're on the fan. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. Happy Thank Hanukkah. You. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, Ever since the McAllister rules for football have been implemented, this franchise has completely stuck its nose up in the air with regard to the passing game and the passing offense. And, and it is not it, – it's, it's nauseating to think about it. And to be quite honest with you, maybe the coordinator last year that was fired was the wrong one. And maybe it's the head coach – that's constantly going for it on fourth down, taking three points off the board with the best kicker in, in, in the history of the league and keeping you from going to the playoffs last year. And then this year, let's see, he's cost us about four wins with his decision-making. It's, he's trying to reinvent the game of football like Pop Warner, and he's not doing anything but losing. Mike, appreciate the call. Well, they do win. They win more than they lose. Uh, They just don't look like a team that's built to win when it counts. I tried to have a conversation with my dad yesterday, and he was comparing the Ravens to the Orioles and thought it was an apt comparison. Comparing the Orioles when they didn't make the playoffs 14 straight years. I go, Dad, they didn't have a winning season. Like, they had 14 straight losing seasons. The Ravens go to the playoffs consistently. Part of it is we're spoiled. Like, they, they've won, they've only been here since 96, and they've won two Super Bowls. Now, that said, there is legitimate reason to criticize. Well, I would also say the primary difference is the Raven, uh, the, the Orioles, to a fault, will tell you exactly who they are. Mm. They just told you last week, we don't think we're winning the division. The Ravens would have you fancy every year, and they got a lot of people in the media who carry their water. They got a lot of people in the analytics community who carry their water, who will tell you throughout a five- and six-month offseason how smart they are, how brilliant they are, how they know better, and they're truly a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. And then we watch them play football for a period of two months or more, and you say, no, nah, they're who they always are. <laughs> They'll beat bad teams. They're not going to be good quarterbacks in the in in the winter, and they'll win maybe a playoff game, and then they'll go home and they'll tell you the next year that it, oh, it's just the salary cap's fault. Hey, they all have the cap. Oh, it's injuries, jackass. It's football. People get hurt, and they'll cry and they'll whine about that. But the reality is, they ain't heading in the right direction, and they haven't been for a long time, and they effed it up with their quarterback. But gee, they're so close to winning a Lombardi Trophy. They've won one playoff game since 2015, so they're not winning playoff games. Is that how they carry themselves? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And you go to 19, where they put up a zillion yards, couldn't score. How many drops the receivers have in that game? How about the Bills playoff game, where they couldn't get any playmaking? Mm. Yes, they played in a windstorm. Receivers. We talk about receivers go back to Lee every Evans. single Keep block. grabbing them <laughs> off the scrappy. Yes. Just keep doing it. And you'll keep and, winning 10 games and, and losing in the first and round I've of the said, And I've said it a million times. DaCosta said he would take some swings. Lee He's Evans take, had that drop in the, it, in the AFC Championship yes. game, Jason. Yeah. He's, he's, oh, so wait, right, it, was, it was deeper <laughs> into the playoffs. He said he'd take some swings. He's taking significant swings. He's not connecting. Yeah, on somebody those else pitches. might need to start swinging and, that bat. And, and that's why, if you can't draft him, which you haven't drafted him well since 1996, go buy a real it, one. Exactly. Let's grab uh, Jay in Baltimore. Jay, you're on the fan. Yes, he did. Jay, because I can't get on uh, 
Uh-oh. Ian, Jay was talking to somebody else. Ian, Jay was, you're on the Jay was multitasking. Yeah, good, good, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Lockerford, man, I got to tell you, you are my favorite sports commentator. No disrespect to anybody else on right now. I'm disrespected. Man, you, you, Me too. You, you, I'm sorry about that. So you're, you're great too. But Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lockerford, I got to tell you, the things that you say are the things I talk about in the barbershop. And I just want to say one thing. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and listen to what you guys have to say about it. What I, my question is this. The year that we won... Uh, we beat Tennessee in the playoffs. Twenty. When Allen was signed. Why did we not sign Lamar? That's Bro. What, and, then, then, and then, and then, real fast, you know. Um, and if I'm Lamar Jackson right now, uh, are his dollars going up or what? So I'm gonna go ahead and and, yeah. and, 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 and go ahead with you guys. No, I appreciate you. And barbershops where it's at. So that yeah, is that um, is a definite 100%. stamp of approval. Look. We were the only show in town talking. People were getting pissed off about how much we were talking about Lamar not having a contract. We were running polls saying, do you realize that they're missing their boat? And people didn't care. And people in Eric and Mr. EDC, we trust. And and Steve Bashotti, we trust. All right. Well, and I talked to a GM last night who said, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not playing another game. Because the greatest thing Lamar Jackson has leverage-wise is watching them pee down their leg with all these wannabes and has-beens running a BS offense. They can't pass the ball without this guy. Yep. If I was his agent, I'd tell him, stay home. Let him lose 9-6 next week. The owner doesn't think you're worthy of his money. Don't take it. Let him trade you somewhere where they will. No, I, I told you this last week. I think for the first time, I think they are trading him this offseason. I, I, I really do. I think I think it's going to come to a head. And I, But then you're in that situation where if you don't get that next guy – you're an irrelevant franchise without a quarterback. You're irrelevant. You, am I wrong? You don't have a franchise quarterback. Enjoy. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> Coming up next. Hey, we might need to take calls again because the calls are lit up. and and So maybe we might need to look at taking some calls a little bit later. We are kind of busy, but we will try to get some calls. But coming up next, after watching that game Saturday night, it is time for a little necessary roughness about the coaches because they aren't immune as well. And that's next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 